I want to invite your attention to the book of First Timothy chapter 6. I'm reading from the King James text. First Timothy chapter number 6, starting at verse 11. But thou, O man of God, flee these things, and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patient, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give the charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate, witnessed a good confession, that thou keep these commandments without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his time he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, King of kings and Lord of lords, who only has immortality dwelling in the light which no man can approach thereunto, unto whom no man hath seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Briefly this morning, I want to address you from a subject Fight the good fight of faith. There's a subtopic I want to use. Do the numbers. Do the numbers. I didn't say play the numbers. I didn't say run the numbers. I say do the numbers. Your faith is so important to you. This fight of faith is precious. It is the greatest fight that you'll ever have. Everything is based upon whether or not you're able to keep your faith. It is your faith that the enemy is shooting after. You can stay strong in your body. But if you get weak in your faith, you'll soon get weak in your body. You'll get weak in everything. When your faith goes, everything goes. He knows that without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. Hebrews says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. The message translation put it like this. It is impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he care enough to respond to those that seek him. Satan knows that when you lose your faith, you have lost your way. And may I say here it is costly when you lose your faith. 
Some of us have stumbled in our faith. And look at what it has cost you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Can you identify? Just for a moment, I lost faith. And it cost me something. Is there a witness in the house? I mean, I didn't lose it all the way, but just for a moment, I lost my faith. Israel lost faith, and it cost them 40 years for 40 days. And some of us in here right now is kind of wandering in the wilderness because we have lost our faith. Can you just touch the person next to you and say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tell them just hold on. Because faith is really the shortcut. Doubt is the long way around. Can you tell your neighbor what I just told you? just in case you think that I'm just making up something or that is a something cute let me take you to the gospel in the gospel according to Mark chapter 7 chapter 4 verse 37 You got to do the numbers. Ten, there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat unto the ship, so that it was now full. He was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillar. And they awakened him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not? that we perish. How many of y'all know when you lose faith, you start questioning, God, do you even care? Oh, thank you, Jesus. And Jesus arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Tell the person you're sitting next to, just ride it out. <laughs> Jesus is on board. You ain't going to drown. Mm. Mm. Tell them again, you ain't going to drown. You ain't, ain't going to drown. Doing the numbers for those that are dieting. Every time you go in the store to buy a product, you do the numbers. Jessica, run on down here right quick and do the numbers on olive oil. 
This is olive oil, and um, the serving size is one tablespoon. There are 32 servings in this container. The calories are 120. All 120 of them are fat. 14 grams of total saturated fat, which is 21%. Saturated fat, 9%. Polysaturated, unsaturated fat, 2 grams. Monounsaturated fat, 10 grams. Cholesterol, 0 milligrams. Sodium, 0 milligrams. Total carbs, 0%. And protein, 0 grams. Now, if you're on a diet, after you've done the numbers, you determine, should I buy that? But it's after you've done the numbers. And, 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 and even in this church, each year, we have to do the numbers to see whether or not we can stay in this building. Come on, Denise, run on down here right quick. You'd be surprised at how you do the numbers. We have 208 members that are active, 250 on the road. We have 123 children in all of our programs. There are certain things you have to know. Now, I know y'all still saying, what did that got to do with me? Go to Matthews, chapter 16, verse number six. Then Jesus said unto them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, it is because we have taken no bread. Which when Jesus perceived, he said unto them, O ye of little faith, why reason ye among yourselves because ye bought no bread? Now Jesus is going to do the numbers. Do you not understand, neither remember the number, five loaves and five thousand? And how many baskets ye took up? Verse 10. Let's read that one together. Neither the seven loaves. He is doing the numbers. Because he told me to tell the saints. Do the numbers. Oh God. Verse 12 said what? Then... Understood they how, uh-huh. But of the doctrines of the, all right. He did the numbers. And when you lose your faith, you interpret everything through that loss. When you lose your faith, right now we got some people in this church who are interpreting things through their laws. Numbers 13. I want to take my time this morning. Because we're about to do something. And I don't want people in here 
that don't have the facts. Because you can't count the facts. You can't count, do the count without the facts. Amen? Amen. In this particular passage, they are now approaching the lane of Canaan. Whenever you are about to go into something that God has for you, you got to realize that the devil is going to be there to stop you. Now, he's not strong enough to stop you, but he can confuse your mind and make you give up. How many of y'all know God has something good for you, but it was so confusing, you just gave it up? Say, no more. No more. See, I'm going to do the numbers. <laughs> Lord, I thank you. And they're about to go in the promised lane, and then they got there. They said, we, 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 you know, we, 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 ain't no need us going there because these are giants in that lane. We can't stand up against them. But then... Amen. Uh, Joshua and Caleb stood up and said, wait a minute, boys. We've done the numbers. And when we did the numbers, we found out that they were just bread for us. God is able to deliver this company into our hands. If the Lord delight in us, I found out if, I, uh, if God can delight in me, then he'll give me the lane. They did the number game. Let me take you to 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 32. Oh, touch your neighbor and say, you got to do the numbers. You got to, you got to do the numbers. In this occasion, we find David is about to, Israel is confronted with a giant, great big old giant. David and Israel was back, David, uh, Israel was back in a corner, shivering and shaking and carrying on. But David was one that did some thinking. And David stood up and told his, told Saul, said, Saul, let me tell you something. I did the numbers. I killed a lion, 13 feet. I killed a bear, 13 feet. How tall is he? 13 feet. When I did the numbers, I realized that I am able through Yahweh to kill this uncircumcised giant because he has defied the army of the living God. But it wasn't until he did the numbers, the lion and the bear. Let's go on to see somebody else that did the numbers. Anybody here ever did the numbers? Anybody? I ain't asked y'all, did y'all play the numbers? Uh, I, I'm afraid a whole lot have played the numbers, but have you did the numbers? And 
Every time I think about doing the numbers, I'm, I'm thinking about the ability of God. Is there a record of somebody going through what I'm about to go through that I can have a reference point to see whether or not I'm able to do it or not? And I looked in the book of Psalms chapter 34. I saw someone, a man who had done the numbers. And this is what David said, many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. And when I count the numbers, the numbers let me know, amen, that I don't care what the devil is doing against me. I counted the numbers and the numbers say the Lord will deliver me out of them all. And then he goes on and said, not one of them is broken. Verse 22, and the Lord redeemed the soul of his servant and none, come to mind and say none that trust in him shall be desolated. Let's do the numbers. Psalms 91 and verse number 7 and 8 says a thousand shall fall at thy side. How many? A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand but it shall not come near thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Do the numbers. Luke chapter 12 verse 6 and 7 are not there five sparrows sold a man for two fathom and not one. How many? Not one. How many? Not one how many how many do the numbers and not one of them is a God before God but even in the very the very hairs of your head are all numbered fear not therefore ye are more value than many sparrows do the numbers Psalms 37 and 25 this is what it said I once was young but now I'm old I'm gray headed not once have I seen a man abandon one of God's children all his kids running the street how many not one do the numbers do the numbers Proverbs 24 15 hey man this is what it says don't interfere with the good people lies don't try to get the best of them no matter no matter no matter no matter how many times you trip them up God loyal people don't stay down long can somebody say I'm about to get up from here uh, anybody feel like I'm about to get up I've done the numbers I've done the numbers I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed beg and pray do the numbers they that seek the Lord shall be like Mount Zion that cannot be moved do the numbers I will not leave you he said I won't leave you in six trouble and when the seven has come I will in no wise forsake you do the numbers touch your neighbor do the numbers do the numbers tell him we are coming out 
we're coming out now I told you at the beginning that uh, usually when you do the numbers the ingredient that dominates a product are the first numbers you see in other words if uh, you buy a cheap product got a lot of fillers in it it could be 25% flour and the numbers get smaller and smaller in other words the thing that dominates it have precedent over everything else now when I started examining God I see the first ingredient is I'm the only one you see when the product is filled you don't have to worry about like Jessica was saying all of that stuff you don't have to worry about none of that so what's in it? Jesus. <laughs> he is the dominating ingredient. It's not Jesus and Buddha. It's just Jesus by himself. And I started looking at his other characteristics. One of the ones that really stand out is his faithful. It's because of the Lord's mercy that we will not consume his compassion. They fail not due to numbers. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And then I looked and again and said, well, is he going to be able to carry this contract through? I looked at the other ingredient. He said he is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and he is the end the same God that saw you get in trouble he's about to bring you out do anybody feel yourself coming out of your trouble I'm coming out I wish I had somebody say I'm coming out and then I looked again and I said what else is there I looked at another ingredient that was in it and I saw the term A-B-L-E and it's spelled so he is so he is so he is oh y'all don't think he's able y'all don't think he's able ah, I want to hear it resounding he is ah, maybe you sitting on that praise I want you to jump up where you can really ramp back let the devils and the demons in hell that think you're going down for the last time think you can't make it. But look here, I've done my numbers and I know, amen, from the numbers that I've read that my God is about to bring me out. I did the numbers that said God won't leave me. He won't forsake me. I did the numbers and God said I got what it takes to make this journey. I 
get the numbers. I realize weeping may endure for the night, but joy every time, every time, every time. Anybody in here had a praising moment? Anybody in here that cried all night long and you realize joy, 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 joy cometh. In the morning, in the morning, in the morning, in the morning, morning can be 12 o'clock at night, but whenever the trouble is over, I don't know how long it's gonna last, but I did my numbers and I heard the word say, after you've suffered a while, then I'm gonna establish you, I'm gonna sell you. Gonna make you perfect. Get somebody a high five. I said, do the numbers, do the number. Tell them you ain't going down. I did the numbers. If y'all thinking about walking away from God. You better do the numbers. Nobody that walked away was ever successful. Anybody ever thought about backsliding, but you did the numbers. The only thing that kept me in church was the fact I did the numbers. Oh yeah, I looked beyond what the devil was trying to tell me. And the number says, the way of the transgressor is hard. You might try to make me think you're having a good time. But if you walked away from God and lost your faith, you are one dressed up miserable person. How you know, preacher? I did the numbers. God is saying to us in here today whatever you're going through if you can just do the numbers this is what Jesus said no man goes to war except he first do the numbers no man start building a house until he first do the numbers. Amen. I made up my mind a long time ago. Come hell or high water, the reward of heaven is worth everything. Paul sat down one day and he was going through a lot of stuff. I was afraid, I, I, I was surprised when I read that Corinthians, I think it's a Corinthians chapter 5 and chapter 6. I was surprised when I read that scripture in the mess translation, how fearful Paul really was. Crying and snapping and everything else. But he counted the numbers. And he said this, I reckon that the suffering of this present world is not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed. 
I did my numbers. I looked at what I was going through and I looked at what I was going to. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm looking at what I'm going through but I also see what I'm going to. And this is what it says. I reckon the suffering of this present time are not compared to the glory that shall be revealed. Do the numbers. When you finish doing the numbers, you're going to realize you ain't going through nothing that God ain't going to bring you out. Every one of them, God brought them out. Have you seen some people that you knew that they were going back and they're still standing? Give somebody a high five and say, I'm still standing. Out of all that I've been through, I'm still standing. I wonder if there are anybody in the room that's really surprised you're still standing. If there's somebody that's surprised you're still standing, choke to your feet right now and say, I'm still standing. Y'all ain't surprised, are you? But for all the stuff I've been through, I'm surprised I'm still standing. But I did my numbers and I determined I got enough to finish this race. You don't get in a race and then say, do I have enough gas? No. I determined when I first got in the race, what you counted? I counted the smoothness of the first five laps. I counted. What else come after that? Yo, y'all ain't been running. Y'all ain't been running. Y'all, y'all slow walking. And then you start. You count up, my breath gonna start getting short. And then you count up, my chest get a little tight. You'd have done all of this before they even sound the gun. You've done all of this. And you've said, in that last lap, my body gonna be aching so bad. Come, you're, you're a runner, ain't you? Do you? You used to. Anybody here still running? Anybody in here still running? Who? You still run? What's some of the stuff you feel when you, when you get around to the end of it? Muscle cramps. Massive muscles. Uh-huh. Anything else? You're in good shape. Exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Why do you think those people set the bomb at the end of the line? They set it at the end of the line because they know all the energy gone. Hmm? So the bomb is sitting there, you see it. You so tired, you say, kill me, I ain't gonna run. Another mother. And for some of us, what the enemy have done 
it sets some stuff when you're almost at your goal. Because he thinks you're not going to have enough to reach it. He knows it's going to cost you everything just to get where you were. Leg cramp. I'm still I'm still come on leg I'm still gonna make it you know what cause I counted on my leg getting this ain't the first time I had a cramp I had counted that when I stopped running and you, you get to the place I can't be cute no more I can't hold this nice face no. My face is broke up. But I can't help how I look. I'm going to finish. Can you tell your neighbor I can't help how I look? I'm going to finish. Because I did the numbers. The race is not given to the swift. Nor to the strong, but to him that endure to the end. I'm gonna make it. Anybody in here say I'm gonna make it? I'm gonna. I done did the numbers. I done did the numbers. I got what it takes to make it. I'm about to run in now. What oh, Almighty God, we serve. Do. The numbers. Anybody here that already did your numbers? Know what it's gonna cost you. We're living in a society now where people haven't done their numbers. And I was looking at CNN. They said more people are committing suicide now than dying from car accident. Why are they committing suicide? They didn't do the numbers. Now they've gotten into retirement. They was having parties and everything. But they didn't have enough money for retirement. And rather than to go through suffering of retirement, they killed themselves. But they did still didn't do the numbers. Because when you kill yourself, you're going straight. Two. I ain't, don't know what they be saying there. Going straight to. Hell. Going straight to. Hell. Oh, they're scared to say, I wonder, can somebody just jump up and tell me where you're going? Hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. <laughs> somebody called me out there, yeah. She called me about her friend, and her friend was saying, well, you know what? I'm so tired. I'm going to end it all. I'm just going to commit suicide. And I start talking to her. And I start telling her, 10 seconds after you commit suicide, you are going to be woke. And you're going to know you're going to a level, everlasting burning hell. Is she still living or is she committed? Is she still living? Oh, yeah. Because, see, she didn't have all the facts. So she couldn't do the numbers. You can't do the numbers without the facts. 
But I gave her the facts, and then she did the numbers. And she started saying, well, maybe it's better for me to live with my problem than to die to try to escape her. Because once you get the numbers, then once you get the facts, then you can do the numbers. Amen. God bless you. Have a smile upon you. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Do the numbers.